is the JFJ Conspiracy, where the shop talk is rough. is the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. My name is Frank, and what we have for you tonight is a very special interview with the one and only Tony Montana Cardenas from Jack Russell's Great White and Shadow and the Thrill. Hope you enjoy it. Tony, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's good to be here. Awesome. Really appreciate you coming on and helping out the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast. Uh, we'll talk about Jack Russell's Great White in a second, but why don't you uh, share a little bit with the listeners on uh, Shadow and the Thrill and um, tell us about the band a little bit. Well, um, I, uh, I have a, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a songwriter for the most part myself, and, and, uh, and I've, I've been kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, hoarding material over the past several years and right. and um and i was going to uh you know jack and, and the band started working on an album and i had submitted quite a bit of music for that and and i guess they're just kind of it just it just didn't really fit whatever they were interested in and so mm-hmm. i kind of took that stuff on my own i said okay well i'm i'm going to work on uh getting these done on my own because i thought they were they were valid and, and uh it was something i really wanted to do for myself and uh, i got a hold of my uh my my very you know my, my first uh my first choice collaborator is brent arsement who, who's a drummer friend of mine and keyboardist friend of mine who is in uh actually used to live here in la but now uh, is uh, has been back in his hometown of New Orleans for many years, and so I uh, hit him up and we started talking about it. And uh, basically, I just packed my guitars and decided to go to New Orleans and get in a studio with him and start knocking them out. And so we started working on songs. We did five at first, and uh, and and it, it turned out good. And, and the, the feedback we got from it was really nice. So we decided to do another eight more i think it was or something like that and um i went back again it's over about a year and a half of uh recording uh i was bouncing back and forth from los angeles the studios here studios and in the studio in new orleans and back and forth and back and forth and finally we you know we had all the tracking done and uh my 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 partner and the executive producer for the album pete merluzzi right um, we started talking about, well, what are we going to do with this? And we need an entity so that we can go out and play live. Right. And I have, you know, I have a couple of, of, of bands that I've been in LA over the years. I, I, I had a band called, um, Anna's brother mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles for, you know, in the, in, during the two thousands, I did some, some work and some recording with that band and, we kind of just didn't want to go back there, and so we wanted something more, more representative of of uh, of, a, of a blues infused direction. Right. And so we thought, okay, well, we started knocking ideas around, and Pete's a big uh, radio historian person, and he, he loves all the old radio shows. And The Shadow, it's an old radio show right. show from Wilson Wells. 
Um, and uh, we decided to add the thrill as a nod to BB King, and the thrill is gone. So very good. That's kind of where it came from, and and uh, and so we decided to call Shadow and the Thrill. And it kind of works out, you know. I'm kind of the shadowy character, and Brent's <laughs> the thriller. So right. that's where we're going with that. Well, the two of you are a couple of awesome musicians. Oh, thank you. Oh, no. And I've noticed uh, some of the times you've played live, you've had uh, Dickie and Dan from Jack's band playing with you. Yeah, they're, they're so, so, uh, so um, helpful, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my gosh. Um, to, to come out with me, and I was really in a, in a bind there and they uh they they raised their hand and said hey man we'll, we'll come out and play I, I i couldn't i didn't have my my normal players with me and right. these special gigs and then they they were graciously stepped in and and uh of course those guys the three of us play together a lot so there's a there's a lot of good chemistry there right. and a lot of kind of unspoken uh, you know, communication that happens musically yeah. between the three of us. So that was very comfortable. Very good. I um, want to talk a little bit about the thought process of why you're only releasing singles as opposed to the whole album at once. And the reason I ask is we did a whole bit on one of our past podcasts about that. And um, we all have our own theories on why a band would do that. But what's your take on it? Well, I, I think I think we wanted to build a little excitement and a little a little more um, awareness. Uh, I'm very I've been very careful not to cross collateralize with Jack's band and to to just kind of build this thing as organically as I can from the you know from the ground up. Right. And I think that in the end, that's probably the best thing to do. And so we felt as though if we were just to drop the entire album out there, that that would just kind of be it, you know. So by by kind of squeaking, you know, the songs out one by one, squeaking out the videos one by one, um, it seems to be working pretty good. I mean, um, I, I think what we're going to end up doing is probably after the, the, the fourth single, We'll end up dropping the entire album. Yeah, okay. I think it's so. I would say you'd have the entire album out before the end of summer. Okay. Well, I know for me as a music fan, I look for that continuity in an album from cut to cut, and I'm missing that, you know. And and my only only knock on you guys is when I download them on iTunes, they go to a separate folder because they're not part of an album, you know. Uh huh. So, I hear you. <laughs> But, well, that won't be a problem for much longer. Apparently, yeah. we're going to lose iTunes pretty soon. Yeah, we're going. We're going to go to but, Apple uh, Music. We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I like to keep. I like to keep things really organized too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. I'm kind of. I'm kind of OCD in that way yeah. as well, and <laughs> you know that really drives me nuts. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it, it'll happen. It, it'll happen, and and then. Um, when the album does come, there'll be some extra goodies in there, right. and so we'll, we'll we'll make it you know worth the wait. And mm-hmm. and uh, um, you know I, I'm I, at first we were thinking about just dropping an EP, right, a five song EP at, at the end of summer. 
Um, but I, I think maybe it's we're at a point where we should just go ahead and just let let the whole cat out of the bag because the truth is that the tracks that that we've been sharing in the industry um, and amongst you know kind of super fans and what have you, mm-hmm. um, the songs that are, that are the most talked about and most popular and pointed to are 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 not the ones that we've just uh, we've released right. in fact the the songs that we've released are probably the, the the not that they're not liked but there are there seem to be songs that are uh, are really much more uh, are touching a nerve so we're looking forward to that looking forward to getting them all out at once now and everybody can get on there and experience the whole thing. And um, I think people are going to really be blown away, quite frankly. Oh, I think so. Um, the last single, um, the Tommy Bolin cover, just unbelievable. You you guys knocked it out of the park. Oh, thanks. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that was a fun song. Yeah. Really fun track. And, uh, you know, we're just the little guys here on our podcast, but we noticed you've been on Eddie Trunk now. So you're, yeah, you're gaining yeah, some Eddie's- steam, huh? Yeah, Eddie spun the song the other night in yeah. uh, Drive Time, and and uh, he's he seems to be really like the album and some of the cuts and uh, yeah that that's it was interesting he, he picked that actually because we we thought he'd go with a little bit heavier song that we mm-hmm. provided to him but he seemed to like that one and that's cool man it's yeah. different sounding I, I'm. I like the track because it's un- it's a little unusual, mm-hmm. but it's it's funky, but it's it's cool and there's cool grooves yes. all the way through it. And, yes, and uh, yeah, it's it's different. I, I don't know. People <laughs> probably listen to it and just want what the hell is this? But you know, uh, that's, that's a, it's a testament to to Tommy and yeah. Tommy Bolin. He had a little he had a different way of approaching you know music, right? No, he he had a groove to him, that's for sure. Absolutely. Now, my co-hosts, Jim and Jerry, are both uh, out on assignment today making a living. So I'm here with you. And uh, Jim wanted me to ask, uh, what's it like from going from, you were playing arenas once upon a time, and now you're playing smaller venues, both with Jack's Great White and in Shadow. So what's that feeling like? What's the mindset from going from thousands to maybe hundreds? Well, the, the truth is, and back when we were in, in Great White, we, we would do the same thing. We would have, there would be arena shows, mm-hmm. and then we'd go off to the UK and play in these little dives. <laughs> um, so it's really not, it, it's not that different. And, and um, even today, you know, I, there are select shows that I'll do with Jack. There are pr- pretty good, you know, pretty big shows. Mm-hmm arena shows or festival shows. Right. So, um, I, you know, I, I even did a, we, we did a, I did a, a tour with, uh, an Australian off outfit that I was singing. I was fronting called 2200. Right. And we did all, we did all arenas, um, throughout the UK with, uh, uh, with slash. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it doesn't matter to me um, playing, getting up and doing this is, is <laughs> it's kind of the same process. It doesn't matter how many people there are, right. you know, 
I find I find larger a larger crowd a little easier to play for mm-hmm. because um, the smaller is, is just more intimate. Right. But that kind of does work. It, it works for what I'm doing right now with Shadow in that we are. I, I'm trying to create a, an, an intimate um, uh, improv environment where things are happening. You know, they happen in front of people's eyes. Right. And you seem to have a very loyal following right out the gate, um, following you on Facebook and watching your fans. Um, it, like I said, it's steam. It's slowly steamrolling into something that's going to be, uh, I think, as big as you want it to be because it, it's all in your hands at this point. Um, and, and that kind of leads into, I know you're going to do Sammy's Summer Beach uh, Bash and Car Show. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah we're have- really excited about that. That's... You know, there's uh, there you go. It's like we'll mm-hmm. be going from, I think the night before, I'll be playing with Jack in Sacramento, in front of a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. And you know, who knows what's going to be at the, the Sammy show? There's forty thousand people right. there last year. Yeah. Uh, now we're on the second stage. I don't expect us to be in front of the main stage crowd, but right. it'll be big. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, it should be it should be fun. I I, I think it'll be fun. So, yeah, you just kind of um, – I'm really excited to do – I'm really excited to do my own headlining set. Right. Um, and to really develop that because I, then I get to do – really, truly get to do what I not, – not just about doing what I want, but presenting what I think matters, right. you know, um, which, is, which, is, which is a lot of fun. It's yeah. a really – it's a very free feeling, you know. It's cool. That's great. Uh, Jerry wanted to ask me um, if you could talk about that feeling you got uh, when you got the call that you were going to be in Great White way back when. You know, I never really did get a call. <laughs> it just kind of, it just kind of, you know, it just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do remember a specific dinner uh right after i had started uh right after i'd auditioned and played with the guys a couple times um i do remember a dinner with with alan niven the manager and michael lardy the uh the other co-producer and and keys and guitar player in the band at the time i do remember that evening that was kind of like a more like an official thing because at that at that time, that's when they asked me to change my name, right? And because they didn't, uh, because there was a an artist out at the time that was that was uh, had some really negative uh, <laughs> press, right? And uh, they'd asked if I would change my my last name, and I was like, yeah, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't care. I, at that point, you're I was twenty one years old, right. twenty maybe years old, I think, and you know, it's like. Uh, Whatever. Whatever, yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't think about the ramifications, you know. Right. Um, you know, thirty some years later, I'm still. I remember signing that name that night. Somebody had given me a <laughs> a wine glass to sign, uh-huh. and signed it with my my new name. Yeah, and my literally my signature has not changed since that moment. Right. So that's you know, it just kind of it is what it is. There you go. So that's, that was, that, that was, 
you know, it doesn't, it, it was, uh, I was just happy to be getting a little paycheck. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, weren't you, that. weren't you, weren't uh, you teaching guitar at the time too? I was, yeah. I had, I, I really did have like a, a very nice, uh, little practice of, uh, um, of stu- you know, uh, uh, what do you ever, what do you want to call it? Uh, following, right. I guess, of students mm-hmm. and uh, clientele uh, about that, getting a pretty good name for myself as a player and whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, thank God I, I did get in the band, and thank <laughs> God I ended up playing bass and 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 really breaking down breaking down music, mm-hmm. this kind of music for sure, right? right? Uh, blues-based rock, right. and breaking it down to its absolute most elementary, you know, uh, form. Yeah. As a bass player and in learning, and I really learned so so much by doing that. Um, I I taught guitar and bass at that time, mm-hmm. and um, as a technician, I was very good at you know I can play anything if right. I get my hands on it for long <laughs> enough. So um, you know, playing bass was no not a big deal. I, I felt like I could I could do that and do it proficiently. Right. Um but being proficient is one thing and being um uh, you know uh having having a uh an appropriate vocabulary is something else. Right. So um, that's what we did. We just kept working and um, I started learning and I really credit everybody in the band, but specifically Alan Niven for mm-hmm. teaching me to become a much better player and better musician all around. Right. Um, Jerry also wanted to ask about the, the process for making the videos back then too, because um, you guys run MTV and I think you were part of one of the most popular videos um, back then. And, um, I, I just always remember, uh, it was like an airplane hanger or something. And, uh-huh. and uh, were you guys playing in the round or something like that? But, um, tell us about that. What is that? Is, was that work at that point? Oh yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty grueling. I, I tell you, I, I think it, it's a, it's the most boring <laughs> thing you could possibly imagine right you arrive on set early and you just basically stand or sit around (laughs) stand around all day long and every once in a while you you know they'll pat you down and with makeup or whatever Mm -hmm. you jump out there you know work for 10 minutes or whatever it is and then you're sitting around again i don't know how these actors do it these people that do movies and stuff it's it's just miserable. It's well, tedious. I think so, it's the payday for them, you know? Well, yeah, I, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, but I I, uh, I used to really dis- dislike doing the videos. Right. It was a drag. But, you know, at first it was exciting. Back in sure. those days, there was really, really very big budgets for these things, mm-hmm. you know? I think the first video that I was on which I did probably two days after that dinner I was talking to you about. Yeah. I was Lady Red Light, and uh-huh. that was in that was in a huge uh, hangar uh, 
in Long Beach Harbor right. that they set up a full production stage and holy shit. I, I mean, that was a six figure video shoot. Right. Um, all of them after that were, were most definitely six figures, you know, video shoot. Yeah. Um, so the one thing you learn that I, that I was very cognizant of is that this is a business right. that there is a lot of money being spent that, you know, this, this is not fucking around. And right. the reason why the guy before me got let go is because he was flippant about, you know, these things mm-hmm. and, you know, you leave the band waiting for four hours or whatever right. at a time. And they're, you know, you just can't do that right. you need to on, on your game. And, and he wasn't even the lead singer for crying out loud, you know? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I guess suppose Jack could have. You know, Jack's pretty responsible though. Right. He's always kind. Of, he's already been up. Pretty, always been on it pretty good. Real quickly, let me ask: How is his health? Because um, he's fine. He's he's doing good. He looks a lot better, and it's like been a slow process, but it looks like he's been getting healthier. And uh, yeah, I'm 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 happy to see that he's he's, he's made. You know, he's he's trying. He's taking the time to take. You know, good good care of himself and That's his good. wife is great and great. I'm, glad, I'm glad they're together and glad she's on top of it. That, that's great. Was <laughs> Can you believe it's been 10 years since uh platinum masters monster circus? I, I can't. And <laughs> it's, uh, I just received a call from my partner, Pete, uh-huh. who was my partner on that as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, I cannot believe it. I, I, uh, I think, in fact, I'm I'm pretty sure that um, uh, I know that two of my friends from the show, Bruce Kulik and Rudy Sarzo, were just playing with each other right. the other, uh, I think in Vegas just yesterday or something. And Pete was there, and wow, um, you know, I'm I'm sure when these guys all get together, I know that they 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 really missed that. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, and it was. Uh, yeah, I miss it too. So it's a, it's a it's a shame. It goes, you know, things come and go. Right so there, you go. Well, you you certainly got to share the stage with a lot of heavy hitters, and uh, since then as well, you know, we're talking Miles Kennedy and and Slash, and um, you know, the, the list goes on and on. But I got to know, Tony. Tell me, and you don't have to give me a name, but in your career of playing with different individuals, has there been anybody where you've just said? Screw it. It's not worth it. I don't want to play with this guy anymore. Oh, gosh. Uh, that's a good one. No, not really. <laughs> uh, there have been, there have been some, not, not anybody that was notable. Right. Honestly. Um, I mean, I've had some, disagreements or some uh you know with with certain players mm-hmm. that i've been with um but no not really not not anybody that's really notable anybody that that's that that has some kind of a track record or pedigree right um they know how to act yeah i think and uh and the truth is, you, you, I, you know, I just, I just probably, I probably many times have just avoided right. projects or jams or you know things that I, 
where somebody was going to be there that I didn't think was my kind of person or my kind of player. Right. Um, so I probably have kind of just inadvertently just avoided maybe people that I wouldn't have. There you go. There's a certain level of, or a certain type of musician that I like to play with. Right. And, um, um, I mean, there's, there have been a lot of guys that I've played with that weren't really notable people, like, mm -hmm. let's say, or known guys, just kind of, right. you know, uh, you know, musicians, players, whatever, they could be great or not great or whatever, but, but, uh, there's been a couple that, where I, you feel like you're carrying right. everybody, right. you know, it's like, okay. <laughs> These people don't they, they don't they don't really they really don't know what they're doing. Right. They haven't had exposure to a level where you're expected to perform at a certain level. Right. You know? It seems like uh Jack's band is fairly ego free. You guys look like you're having fun on stage. And um Yeah, I think for the most part we are. Yeah. It's not always you know, it's all, not always peaches and cream. Right. You know, but uh, I think right now, actually, I think where we're at right now is probably one of the best places we've been in as a band. And right. fortunately, we haven't been playing out that much. Yeah. But as a band right now, I think we're the most solid that we've ever been. Right. Which I think is, is, is good. Now, is that other band, and this happens with a lot of those 80s bands, there's more than one version out there. And I know you've been hit up with those questions plenty of times. Um, is there any animosity on your part with any of the other guys from that other band? Um, well, yeah, I, I suppose mm -hmm. um, I've, I, it's not an animosity. I guess it's it, it's my own. No, not really. Okay. <laughs> not really. I don't think they've they've, they've been they've wished me any ill will. No. They did. They did threaten to sue me if I was gonna if I was going to uh, play with Jack. Right. Did actually they did threaten to sue me personally. Wow. Which, um, I had several lawyers mm -hmm. who were very close to me at the time. Right. I, and and I, and I, I mean, these are, these are not, you know, these weren't ambulance chasers. Right. <laughs> these were right. some really very sophisticated, you know, business lawyer, you know, litigation mm -hmm. guys and people, I should say. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they just laughed that right off. Good. They said, go out there and you go out there and do whatever you're going to do. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, they backed down. Mm -hmm. That was stupid of them. Yeah. Um, well, I, I personally, but, you know, whatever, that, that's that, that, I, you know, I figure that's, that was a business decision that they wanted to try to right. uh, maintain their, uh, the fact that they are three fifths of the, of the, of the known lineup of the band. Right. And Jack and I are two fifths of the known lineup of the band. Right. Um, and, and I hate I hate to say it, but but Jack is definitely more than a fifth. He's, you know, yes. he's the face of the band. So, right. I, I I have to say that I think our our version certainly has um, 
at the very least equal weight, if not more so. So well, I anyways. think as as a fan and and speaking as that um, most people feel the vocalist, especially someone as well known as Jack, he's got such a unique voice that that carries an awful lot of weight. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I love Kendall's guitar playing. Mark, Mark's an awesome guitar player, but anybody can chuck a chuck a chuck a and, and get to that sound. Um, just my personal take on it. And I think, well, uh, yeah, I mean, Jack is, is the voice and, yeah. um, um, yeah, I, I certainly appreciate, I do appreciate what those other, other guys did back mm -hmm. in the day. Yep. I, I appreciate what we did as a unit. Yes. I appreciate the amount of work that we actually cranked out in right. five, five years. It was an immense amount of work. Really, right. If you look back at it. So, um, you know, kudos to all of us right. uh, for that. You know, now we're, you know, there, we're all, you know, uh, established older people and we have, we have mortgages and right. wives and girlfriends and kids and kids yes. in college and stuff. So right. nobody's the same. It's not the same, same dynamic anymore. No, unfortunately. and everybody deserves the right to earn a living, you know? That's what uh, I, that's what the federal judge said when they, when that band was trying to keep Jack and I from going out and playing. Yeah. That's and, what the federal judge said. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there you go. That's that's the bottom line. Um, mm -hmm. I really appreciate you coming on the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, and uh, I'll let you go from here. Uh, hey, thanks for having me, and uh, maybe I'll get to meet the other guys in, in sometime in the future. Oh, I, I'd love that, and I know they would. Uh, we get this Skype going. If we can do it on video, they will uh, greatly appreciate it because Jerry's facial expressions alone is uh, worth its weight in gold. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I, uh, I definitely uh, next time we'll, we'll hopefully we'll see you guys at a show. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe we'll even see you at the Sammy Hagar show. That again, that's uh, September twenty eighth and 29th and and my band Shout on the Thrill will be there on Sunday cool. uh, on the second stage, and we hope to see a lot of our you know home homeboys and yeah, homegirls. Right. Hey, let's let's get out there and support it. Home in the hood, man. So. <laughs> All right. Hey, I greatly appreciate it, Tony, and uh, you take care of yourself. Right on, guys. Thanks. All right. Goodbye now. Cheers.